Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw, and today I have Vernon Lane with us. It is such a pleasure to have you here. I want to say that Vern is a podcast host. He is a certified recovery coach and a minister. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a joy to be here. Oh, yes. I I always have to say I met you on Podmatch. I try to give them a shout out, and uh, it's it seems like now every one of my co- my hosts, I mean my our guests, are coming from Podmatch, which is a blessing. <laughs> yes. So um, I was so very um, interested in your story when I read it, and I was like, "Ooh, I gotta reach out to him, <laughs> see if he'll come on the show." <laughs> so right. I was very happy when you uh, accepted. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, you know, like you said, uh, I'm a host. I uh, got my own podcast, that Christian and Recovery podcast. Um, we got over over twelve years clean of recovery. Um, that been a recovery program, but it's been a journey. Um, I started, you know, I'm come from a big family, five brothers, one sister. I'm the youngest, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, I started using drugs at a very young age, around 11, 12 years old. But I was always, I was always being able to achieve things academic wise, sport wise, you know. So, um, but you know, at a very young age, you drinking, you know, I'm drinking MD 2020 Wild Eyes Rose and oh, Mad Dog for you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, back then, I ain't know something was wrong with me, smoking weed and, you know, and um, and then what happened, it progressed, it progressed, you know, it progressed and it goes on, then harder drugs came out and I started using that. But by the same token, I'm achieving things. I mean, I'm still striving, I'm still living the America dream, whatever, going to college and things like that yeah. and working for corporate America. You know, um, but again, it's a progressive thing, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, my ex-wife, she always said, why, why every time you drink, you have to get drunk, you know, and my, my answer was, why is I'm drinking? What's, what's <laughs> right. the purpose, purpose of drinking, you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, but then again, you know, you work for corporate marriage, you have this marriage and you, you know, you're just doing drugs and it's slowly just going, going downhill. And now I don't have no communication skills. You know, I got kids, you know, I mean, once I was on the phone with my moms and she talked about, she heard me talking to my kids. She said, Vernon, learn to talk to your kids and not at them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I ain't know nothing about it. I just know, you know, it, it was just something, something about, the way I communicated, you know, it always bothered me, you know, oh. and then I grew up without a father. So, so that was real. That was real. It was something I real valued. I valued a lot. Cause I had my first son. I was like, well, 16, 17 years old. 
you know, so I go move in. I go move in with his mother. We wasn't even together. But <laughs> and I moved in with her out of fear because I didn't want him to grow up Without. not knowing his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, you know, she like, well, we ain't even together. I said, well, at least we got to at least try this thing, you know, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and you know, things like that. And I ended up, like I said, I ended up getting married, and then she finally had enough. Okay. He finally had enough mm-hmm. after 16 years. He said, you got to go. Mm-hmm. And I ain't believe it because he'd been saying it for so long. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, whatever. So she finally, it was over. And, then, and when she put me out, I was on my own. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. You're talking about that codependency. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you know, what I mean? <laughs> that I needed her, even though I, you know, I wasn't no good. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. And so, you know, I didn't yeah. know that. And, um, so now... Um, I, it's gone because she was taking care of me. Mm-hmm. I went to work, but she was taking care of me. And what, what I mean by that is that all I was doing was paying my half on the mortgage and stuff. And let me tell all the men that's listening to this podcast, just because you're giving a woman money to pay the bills, that don't mean you being a man or you being responsible. Oh, she still have to make sure they're paid. Mm-hmm. She, it's still her responsibility, you know? So, yeah. and then you, I'm using drugs and I'm coming home late. Then I'm coming home. Don't have all the money and all those things. Now you got, you talking about a person who never lived on his own. Mm. Oh I yeah. Mean, Cause you moved in with them. Yeah. I moved in. So I really don't know how to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of men who don't really know how they, they depend on women codependency they depend on them to pay the bills they depend on them to take care of the home so that's what I did I moved in 16 years old with my first baby mama then she put me out what I do I move with my mom Mm -hmm. then I met my wife live with her then I move you know move back with Mm -hmm. mom I'm Mm -hmm. always dependent on other people Mm -hmm. Um, yeah that that was my journey then I hit bottom and we can talk about how I came from bottom later but so yeah, let like, me yeah, ask you real quick. Yes, <laughs> I, have, I have to ask real quick. Okay, so you're, uh, you moved in when you were 16 and you guys stayed together. You said 16 years. Oh, no, so, no, that's just this, this, this the first one I heard. Okay, okay. Second, I mean, that was my girlfriend, baby mom. Okay, okay. We, okay. Was a, we was together for a while, but I don't think it was 16. But I was married, my first marriage was 16 years. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you were you were an addict during mm-hmm. the marriage, yes? Yeah, you yes. said that she was codependent. So yeah. did you guys hide it? Because I'm, I'm I'm in my head thinking about, you know, my family and how certain things we wouldn't let happen. We wouldn't let anybody see certain things outside of the house. Okay. My grandmother was firm in saying what happens in this house stays in this house. Right. Okay. So right. was she the type that, it, you know, you may have been on your way to rock bottom, but she made it look like to outside people that everything was good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So we talk about her a little bit. how she handled it. She tried to control me. Remember the book? It, yes. t- it gave the definition. Mm-hmm. She could try to control me. Right. Yep. And mm-hmm. one thing, the last thing an addict want to be yes. is controlled. Yes. You know, everything she said to me, you just trying to, that, that was my response. I said, you just trying to control me, you know? And then mm-hmm. one time we actually went to, to see a therapist I you know I went to see and we listened and I you know I got honest in there I said you know I you know I smoked this one drug and I need help and, and 
She just listened to me. She said, okay. And she looked at me. She said, okay, we know your problem. Now, my, my ex-wife, she brought me to this place for me now. And this is what the therapist said. She said, okay, we know your problem. Then she looked at my ex-wife. She said, now let me tell you your problem. Oh, she was like, wait a minute. Hold on. It's not what we're here for. <laughs> right. And then she said, my problem. <laughs> Hold on. Said, and here's what she said. She said, your problem is you trying to control him. Now I've been saying this for years. And you know, codependent, what well, mm -hmm. we we try to control people. That's right. In the name of love. Yes. And see, we, we got a name for it. It's called love. We, I love you. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and during that session, this will happen. My ex-wife looked at the lady. She said, you know what? I don't gotta take this. She said, Bernie, <laughs> come on, let's go. And get what I do. I walk around like a little puppy. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's go. Right, right. She's still controlling though. She don't even realize. <laughs> and that lady looked at me like, "Good luck." Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's 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 kind of that was my story as well. I'm my first therapist. You know, mm -hmm. I went in not to help, honestly, not to help the relationship, but to prove that he wasn't, you know, doing his part. But he wasn't doing his part because I wasn't allowing him to do his part because I was trying to fix it. You know, right. so as soon as she made my point, I was like, we can go. What's fixed? Right. <laughs> it's not fixed. Oh, my gosh. Right. Absolutely. Wow. So, so did, she, did you guys ever have the conversation or it just got to the point where your addiction got bad and you're like, we, we, we just ended it? Yeah, yeah, that that's what happened. Just I just started going. It started getting worse and worse, mm -hmm. you know. And um, and like, and she just couldn't take it no more. You know what I mean? She just couldn't mm -hmm. take it no more because she couldn't control. She tried her best, yeah. and but she couldn't do it. I had a I had a real I had a real problem, mm -hmm. you know, because um because I had I had a problem before and I had stopped on my own for seven years, but I wasn't going to no recovery and stuff. Right. Right. And I thought I could just drink mildly, but, and now I know I'm in recovery. You can't, I can't do nothing. I can't right. do nothing. No coolers, no nothing. Mm -hmm. I got to stay away from all type of, you know, mind altering mood changing substance, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. And, um, but yeah, yeah. She just found it was enough, enough. And, you know, I just got to give her props to be able to even stick with a guy that long, you know, to try to make, give me, no, nah, it wasn't happening, you know? So I finally, was gone i hit bottom and when i hit mm -hmm. bottom now i'm in this denial because i can't believe that she really put me out you know now i'm this victim and i'm walking around the hood crying she oh. put me out you know and everybody like oh man just buy some more drugs you right you i was okay and i just cried <laughs> i was just out there the drugs to fix me. it yeah i'm trying to medicate i don't know what to do Right. Because don't you don't know. realize that, you know, at least you, you, what you feel is though, I'll, I just need something to make me feel better now. Yeah. You're not thinking yeah. that when I come down, these same problems are going to be here. Yeah. This yeah. same mess is still going to be here. She's not going to make her come back. It's not going to fix anything. Right. 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 So what would, what, and I, I just want to be visual. What did your rock bottom look like? If you don't mind sharing. Oh, well, oh no, I don't mind sharing my rock bottom. Look like okay, this this is the last time I use, right? 
for this for this time when I what made me seek recovery, seek some help. When I finally said, God, Jesus, help me, right? I had my own apartment, okay. Because you know, she made sure I had an apartment. She didn't just put me on the street. So I had my own apartment. That was nice. Yeah, right, right, right. Right. I had, I had my own apartment and all the furniture. Cause you know, I was mad at her. Give me all this stuff. I'm gonna give me everything, you know. So I'm I tell you, she said, Tanya, just go. You you know you messed up when a woman just wants you to go. Take everything. I'm, just- yeah, and I'm I got all my homies, you know, what I mean? we grabbing stuff, I'm taking everything. I even tried to take the dog. And the dog <laughs> sat there and he like, you know what? And he just looked at me. I said, come on, man. And he sat there like, bruh, she putting you out. She ain't putting me, I'm good. So I said, I said, boy, you, uh, you. <laughs> the dog didn't even want to come with me. You know, I'm fed. Oh, I'm the one fatty, you know. So, right. so, yeah. So anyway, I'm at, I'm in my apartment, but that the denial was deep. So every time I come home, because you know, we just put the furniture in the apartment. Mm-hmm. I never straightened it up. Cause in my mind, I'm going back home. So, yes. so I'm coming in the house and I see it. And so I open the door, I'm like, ah, now shut it and go back to using drugs again. Oh, right. Wow. That's, that's where it was at. So now I'm used, I'm used, I'm losing weight. Then I finally walk in there one time and I, and I look in the mirror and uh, my cheeks was there, my shoulder bones. I didn't know who I was looking at. I had a big white patch on my chin. Uh, you know, and I was just, oh, I looked like a hot mess. I was dirty, stinking. Um, you know, I was an addict. Right. You know, yeah, I was just an addict. And finally, I, like I said, I remember what my mother said. And I said, just God help me. Then, you know, I had been up like three or four days. Uh, then I finally went to sleep and I slept for two days. But yeah, that's how my rock bottom looked just to the point that I just didn't even, I didn't even know who I was and I was just tired. And they say, that's a really, now looking back, that's a good place to be in when you get tired. And I had got tired. Yeah. 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 Cause it, it could have, you know, I had to say this, it could have been worse. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you, after you slept those two days, you asked yeah. God, you know, to help you, what was your next steps? My next step, he sent, a recovering addict to help me. Okay. See, I'm working for corporate America. Okay. I work for corporate America now, and I'm blaming everything. I'm this victim now. Won't you put it in mind? I'm this victim. I'm a victim at work. I'm a victim at street. She put me out. Now I ain't saying nothing about me spending all the mortgage money. I, I ain't saying that part. I'm just, I'm just she put me she out. She put me you out. Know? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm this right. Stay so focused. Now, right. Right. <laughs> so I'm at work and we have this contractor. Now, one thing about us in recovery, we won't, we can't, I can't tell another person that they're an addict. But what we do, we know the behaviors. So this contractor, he doing, he, he doing insulation at our company and he watching me. Mm-hmm. And he know the behaviors. So now he began to reach out to me, you know, he'd be trying to be my friend. Right. So, you know, the, to the point that he, um, we get became friends. He even got cool with my mom. Wow. So he was cool. With my, yeah. So he's trying to be friend, but I'm, I'm at bottom now. So I'm looking at him as a, a lick. I'm like, dude, a lick. Yeah. He reached he a lick. So let me go ahead and get what I can get. But see, you know, I didn't know that he was a recovering addict. So he knew not to give me no money. 
Right. So I said, yo, man, I need some cigarettes. And back down, smoke a cigarette. Yo, man, I need some cigarettes. He said, okay, I, I get, you know, I'll I come, I come get you some um, pack of cigarettes. I said, no, nah, man, I need the money. Oh, I'm hungry. I bring you some food. Mm. I need some gas. I, I come over, we'll go get some gas. He never gave me money. Mm-hmm. Never. You know, so now I'm getting mad at him. And, you know, I said, you don't understand, man, this divorce and stuff. And she talking about divorcing me. And he said, and he just looking at me like, okay. Okay. Then finally, just you know, kept reaching out, reaching out to me, and just and he wouldn't give up. This oh, wow. man would. I'm talking about like he was on a mission. That's he one took me to the yeah. He took me to the treatment place. My wow. first, I went to Salvation Army. He took me there. He's yeah. You know, all I had was a bag. That's it. <laughs> just a bag, <laughs> couple of clothes, and that was it. I ain't had nothing. Right. Mm. He took me there. Then finally, I start, you know, getting into recovery, and I, you know, I start going to meetings with him, and then I heard him share, and I looked at him, I'm like, oh my goodness, he knew everything. Yes, <laughs> he, he knew like, it. Can't play yeah. a player, baby. I got yeah. you. I know what's going on. Okay, <laughs> and this, and I, and I thank him too. I don't see him as much, right? Yeah. But I thank him all the time. I asked him, I said, man, what? Why you why you were so determined? You know? Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. said, so I just knew if I put you around recovering people, you would be all right. That's what he told mm-hmm. me. He said, I just knew you. I knew your heart. I knew you were a good mm-hmm. person. I know your mama. I just had to get you around good people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 how I got to to recovery. That's beautiful. It's yeah. you know, he he wanted to make sure that you got around. Well, they, what they say, iron sharpens iron. There it is. Sometimes, yeah. you know, if you don't, if you, if you're not in that realm, you know, it's all about your tribe. You know, yeah. you're, you're going to be around like people. So he knew if I can just guide him over here. There it was. He's gonna and be you know, it was sent for God because mm-hmm. once he did that, he went on about his life. Wow. I mean, it ain't like he always tried to call me or he did nothing. He's right. like, that was like God had specifically gave him mm-hmm. that mission. Get him to recover. Oh, that is good stuff. So you are now 12 years clean. Yes. 12 years. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. So you have the podcast, That Mm -hmm. Christian in Recovery podcast. That's just a beautiful name. I love that. Thank you. Um, I want people to make sure that they get out there. And it's it's on like Apple and all of the different platforms. All of them, yes, yeah. Now I'm gonna say it again for the people. That Christian in Recovery podcast, I love it. There it is. And then you are a certified recovery coach. I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it is nothing like helping someone or someone being helped by someone who's been there. Yes, that is yes. that's that's big. So, right. Um, if you don't mind, tell people a little bit about what you do, how you do it. If it's one-on-one, whether you do group coaching. Okay. Yeah, I use, I just, right now, I just do one-on-one coaching. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of my clients reach out to me because they heard my podcast, you know, then some of them come, you know, at me through thumb, thumbtack. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah. I got a uh, profile there and, um, and I just, you know, I just, mainly but the podcast i just and they they reach out to me but yeah i just do one-on-one coaching and i I, you talk about a passion you talking about a calling it's just Mm -hmm. there's nothing like waking up 
you know, knowing your life have a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, knowing your life have a purpose. But um, but also I want to talk a little bit, you don't mind me talking about my wife now. I got to talk about my wife, right? Yes, I, I met her it. in recovery. I met my yes. wife in recovery, right? Now I'm a mess. I'm talking about a hot mess. Don't want nothing to do with nothing. I don't want nothing to do with no woman. And I tell, because my brother went with me. I want, you know, I told him, I don't want no woman. First day I'm in recovery, my wife sitting there giving me the eye. <laughs> so the first my, day. First day. So I tell my brother, I said, man, what's wrong with Slim? The young man, she keeps staying at somebody. He said, I think she liked you, man. I said, but I told God I don't want no woman. This is what I told, and he told me that he said, but you didn't tell her. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Right. You know, and then I'm at my lowest. There's nothing like a man that don't have no self-esteem. I didn't have low self-esteem. I didn't have no self-esteem, you know, and, um, and I say all that everyone want to talk about because she's a big part of my recovery. I love it. There's, there's nothing like a woman who really knows you. See, she know me. So all that old fake stuff, <laughs> she know me, you know, and right. uh, and then she know my struggles, right? Mm-hmm. She know my struggles. She know triggers. She'll say stuff like, have you prayed? You know, just mm-hmm. a little bit of stuff. Hey, you call your sponsor, you know, and little stuff like that. So it's real. It's, and the reason why I say it, it's real good to have someone that really know you on a mm-hmm. deeper level, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. But when people see me and my wife, they see how how much how friends we are. Cause we always laugh when you know mm-hmm. our kids say, "Y'all don't need act like husband and wife." Cause we just be tripping, you mm-hmm. know. But see what they don't know, they don't know I struggle. Mm-hmm. See, they don't know that. See, they don't know that you know she went back out and used. Then mm-hmm. I went back out and used, and now we trying to have a relationship mm-hmm. as using addicts. Okay, right. And she don't mind me sharing this stuff because she know it help people. Because right. a lot of people, and, and what made me want to say this is that I suffer from addiction. I don't recover. I'm not recovering from drugs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Drugs is just a symptom. Okay. That's all it is. It's just a mm-hmm. symptom. Okay. It mm-hmm. can be drugs. It can be pornography. Mm-hmm. It can be eating. Yes. See, there's really something down inside me that need to be dealt with. Right. And what, what happens is that you go to recovery and usually what happened, this is what I have done. I put the dope down, but I picked up the woman. Okay. Now I'm using my woman to fulfill my codependency. Mm-hmm. I, I really want her to treat me like my mama treated me. Mm-hmm. Right. See, my mama mm-hmm. cooked all the time. So now I'm putting these expectations on her. Mm-hmm. My mama, when I did good around the house, I need her, my wife to tell me good job. Because if she don't tell me good job, now I walk around this house pouting like a little kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so you know, mm-hmm. in recovery, you learn where all this comes. Why is I'm a grown man and acting like a child? Mm-hmm. And again, to your listeners, if your woman tell you you acting immature, you acting like a child, nine times out of ten, they own to something. You might want to mm-hmm. take a look at that, you know. And uh, but yeah, so. So we went through that and they taught us in recovery. This is not a buddy, buddy plan. Y'all got to recover on your own. Got to stand on your own. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. happened? She suggests like, look, this ain't working. And I was scared again. Remember where I come from? 
She said, you need to go get your recovery. I need to go get mine. And if it was meant for us to be, we'll be together. Ain't no man trying to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) You my woman. What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and that's how it happened. And we end up, you know, she went her way. I went mine. But we came back and we've been together since 16 years. That's beautiful. Yeah, that yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. So, um, oh my gosh, you know, I don't, you, you rarely hear that. Yeah, you're, you're willing to, you know, how they always say, if you let someone go, yeah, they come back, they were yours. Mm-hmm. If yeah. they don't, they never were. Right. You guys actually let go and came back. Yeah, but I ain't want to. Don't I'm make not- sure your listeners hear that. I wasn't trying to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> I was scared. Yeah, <laughs> right. because you had lost in your past. Yeah, yeah, you know, so that 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 was that trigger, that fear. Like, wait a minute, this didn't work out for me in the past. Right. So right. how is it gonna work now? I that that yeah, I totally understand. And then what I did, that. I tried to run back to mom, mm. but she said no. Now she put yeah, she said get your own. Nice. And here's the thing. I got my own. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was just a little efficient like thing. But mm-hmm. here, let me tell you what it done for me. There was nothing like coming home to your own little apartment and my self-esteem began to right. I'm feeling, yeah, right. So yes. now I go get another apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Two, three bedroom. <laughs> now she come over there. And this how she she goes, shoot, I'm coming live with you. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I gotta go check on my man, honey. <laughs> right, right. He coming um, on up. Right. Now she's coming on moving with me. You know, oh, and that's how it happened. Yeah. And then um, and then we the next thing you know, we're looking for a home. Oh. Right. That's so beautiful. We're looking for a home. And um, and she found a spot on a golf course, right? Oh, and I'm like, yeah. I said, I said, what make you want to get us a house on a golf course? She said, you said you want to play golf when you retire. Oh, yeah. Come through future. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so now here we are watching God, two two recovering addicts, Mm -hmm. watching God build us a home from ground up. While in recovery. While in recovery. Right, we're recovering. And yeah, you know, and the, mm-hmm. we recover. And but but the the key to it is putting God first, mm-hmm. because the stuff He had planned for you, that wasn't. I'm telling you, Tim, I wasn't planning on be having no podcast, own business, right. living in a home. Come <laughs> on, God will restore, right? Yes, yeah. And you know, if you just if you just stand in it and and you know trust in it. Yeah. I was just saying today on the Facebook page, I'm like. How many of you guys trust the process? Oh, there is a process, but you got to trust it because it's not always easy. Right. But you can get through it. You know, I love, I love this story. Oh, yeah. So what types of, of things did you do in your recovery? Did you did meetings and did you do any journaling? Just trying to, yeah. you know, okay. help, help the people. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. One, first of all, you know, got to be around people. Right. That, that understands you. That's the key. They, they totally understand you. A lot of normal people don't understand you. Like, you know, I could say right now, I want to go rob a bank. 
I can say that to you. You like, dude, we on a podcast. What? I call somebody in recovery. They totally understand it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you have, you have, you good know? point. That's a yeah. very good point. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, you have to be around people who understand you, right? Mm -hmm. Who's not going to judge you. Okay. And you said mm -hmm. something that we really, we really say big in recovery. Trust the process. Cause that's a whole, that's a whole process. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now you, you be around people, you know, you, you learn to share honestly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Something else we talk about in recovery. We say, keep the focus on you. Okay. Keep the focus on you. Cause in the beginning, you, I was always talking about my wife in the beginning. I was talking about my past in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I was talking about where I'm victim. I was raised around, you know, brothers that, okay, we know all this. But what are you going to do about it? You know this. You know the type of environment you was raised in. We can't keep using that. Yeah, we we know you got some pain growing up without a father. Okay, now what are you going to do now with your life and move on? So they always encourage you, right, to share about you because a lot of people don't know how to talk about. They don't know how to talk about themselves. Okay, that uh, is big. Yeah, that yeah. is so big because mm, oh, you you. That gave me chills okay. because yeah, a lot of people, yeah. you're right. You're, you're not willing. That's where the work comes in. That's where the work when comes You're willing in. to look at the things that you, how you played a part in getting where you were and are, <laughs> right? Yeah. You sure you you're not in recovery? Cause you sound like you're one of us. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, I did Al-Anon. Remember my parents? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my okay, parents yeah, were, okay. were uh, alcoholics. So yeah, I had yeah. to figure out because my my pain was always pointing at them and yes yeah. they are alcoholics they they you know they now they're recovering but at the time yes yeah. they are alcoholics but what are you going to do in that yeah. how are you going to make sure that you don't take those tendencies into your future exactly. what are you going to do when i mean i used to be this is this is so weird i used to be afraid that i would walk into the house now this is once i was an adult and mm -hmm. i would find my mom dead in the tub like what great like what mm -hmm. like so yeah. i had to do the work not mom stop taking baths <laughs> you know what, right. Like, right. what is it in you that makes you have that fear yeah. you got to do the work to figure out why that fear is within you and and fix it <laughs> yeah yeah so yes yeah. that's why it's big so even people the addicts as well as the children the family you have to do your work because yes. you can't control the addict. The right. addict might be an addict forever. So you have to figure out how you're going to deal with it in your life. It may be detaching. Yes. It, it, you have to make sure that you're not being codependent. You have to yes. make sure that when they're ready, how to support them. That was my other thing. Once she was ready to recover, well, now what do I do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. How do mm -hmm. I not go too far? I have gone to the point where I'm like, mom, I'll take you on trips. When she was young, when I was younger, I would hide her bottles. I would hide her cigarettes. That was okay. that codependency. Thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn to focus on me because yeah. what you focus on is what will grow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I'm it. sorry. Yeah. Anyway. No, yeah. So. You're just going to grow. You're going to give it power. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that um, that program. Yeah. That that's, so you might know about the 12 steps then. Absolutely. Okay. Now that's yes. where the work 
come in at, all right? When we start doing 12 steps, right? Um, Especially when we get to step four, okay? Now, that that step four, you know, that's when you usually, it actually say in our book, people who don't do that step actually usually go back out and use it. Because Mm -hmm. now, yeah, because now we're going inside. Mm -hmm. We're taking a searching and a moral inventory of ourselves, we inventory in ourselves, our behaviors, our thoughts, our, our motives, you know, and uh, and now we getting we get with stuff. And what happened? You find out, you you go back, you find out you've been having these behaviors for years, yes, for years. And now you know. So now, do you want to continue to hold on to them, or you want to mm. let them go? That yeah. is big. That's that's good stuff. Yeah. I want the audience to really sit in this. That is good, good stuff. Yeah. Get yourself a program. Get mm-hmm. yourself a sponsor. Yeah. yeah. You know, do your work and you can make it. And, yeah. it. and I try to tell people all the time, and I mean, you've been here. You may fall off the wagon. Mm-hmm. Get back up. Just get yeah. back up. It's that simple. Just get yes. back up. You, you, you know, you may have fallen short. It's not failure. You just get back on. There you go. There you go. Get back up and <laughs> yeah. keep it moving. Yep. And and, and and hit yourself with the feather, right? Mm-hmm. And not the bat. Yes. See, when we fall short, we like to pick up a bat and start mm-hmm. beating ourselves with it. You No, no, no. It's a journey. And here's the yes. thing about the journey. Here's the thing about it. And, and I share this. Now I'm getting chills, right? I share this all the time. I look back at my life. I look back at, you know, I was telling you about when I looked in the mirror, then I'd been jumped on by the dope boys, then been ran over by a car. People, you know, I, I, I look back, the shame, the guilt, the embarrassment, mm-hmm. all that, you know, people see you come and they walk in the other way. You go inside, you know, the house, you see women taking a person, hiding it, all this stuff I'd have been through. And mm-hmm. now God gets you on this side, tell you like, okay, when the people ask you to speak, when you get on your podcast, here's what I want you to do. Share that. Share all that stuff you've been through. All that stuff you was ashamed about, share it. Right? Just share your honest truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I, so now I'm standing on stage or park, whatever, and I'm just sharing my story. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how God can take what you was ashamed of, how people talked about you. And now you can share freely. Now you can't talk about me, bro, because I already talk about me. Oh, and you're <laughs> on the other side, right? Yeah, on the other That's side. That's what's yeah. so beautiful. And again, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to be okay with uh, sharing this. Before we started the podcast, you talked about how your pastor asked you to speak in front of the church. Yes. Can you please tell a little bit about that? That was powerful. Oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, like, you know, like I I said, I talked to my pastor, we had one-on-ones and, um, and we became friends, you know, and, um, he said, you know, you're my dude. Right. And again, I, I didn't grow up in the church and, um, and I see how people act in church. You know, he said, you my dude, man. I said, man, look, man, I appreciate it, man. I said, but I got to keep it 100 with you, man. I'm not going to be carrying your Bible. I ain't going to be washing your car. I ain't gonna be breaking my neck to see you, you know what I mean? He he did that. He started laughing. <laughs> he said, "I know. That's why." I, I said, "I just want to let you know that, right?" So we started getting friends, and I started sharing honestly, you know, because that's what I learned in recovery. It's really the only way I know how to speak now, right? 
And he said, bring that. He said, I want you to share that with the, with the church. And I was just, I was just scared. Like, huh? He said, I said, man, I don't know how to preach. He said, I ain't asked you to preach. He said, I just asked you, bro. So I get outside and a lot, I call my wife. I say, you want me to get on stage and I'm going to be up there cussing. And y'all, and she's like, you ain't going to be outside. That's how I am. I said, you got to pray. Man, I was scared. So I talked again. I got friends in recovery. And one thing you learn in recovery, you learn how to talk about you. Now, notice what I said. I'm scared. So I talked to a guy in recovery. He said, that's okay. He said, but you share all the time. See, in my program, in my fellowship, I share all the time. He said, nothing changed, Vernon. Your story doesn't change. You just, right. the only thing changes is the audience. That's right. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I get up there and I get to sharing and I'm sharing about my childhood and I'm sharing about how I grew up without a father that I didn't even know there was pain over that. So mm-hmm. I'm sharing all this stuff and, you know, and, and they just glued to me. And when I get down, kids come up to me like, and I grew up without a father too. Or oh, I got a father too. And he'll never come right. He's on drugs. And the old lady came up to me and she told me, she said, yo, man, now I got to take a look at my life because of you. And yes. I'll never forget that. I said, she said, I got to look at me now. You know? right. and, uh, so now I began to see the impact. I said, okay, this thing ain't got nothing to do with me. This is all about God. And don't That's you right. know, he been... He's been doing that. Pastor been having me speak and do, for, for years now. And see, now my wife, she grew up in church. Mm-hmm. So she gave me the game a little bit. She said, now I want you to, I want you to be mindful now because you're cool with the pastor. Some people, you're going to get a little hating. It's going to be, some, now she, I'm like, oh, I'm good. She's okay. I'm just telling you. And she was just telling me how other men, and mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I'm in the church. I'm like, dude, why are you looking at me like <laughs> I said, oh, yeah. I said, now I see why Pastor won't recover because he he big on recovery because we mm-hmm. he actually got it's called celebrate recovery. You ever heard of that? No, I it's, haven't, but that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's called celebrate recovery, and it basically it's a Christian twelve step program. At, oh, um, that's awesome! Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got the steps where we got corresponding scriptures that goes with oh that's beautiful and pastor big on recovery i'm talking he big on it so i'm a minister there and celebrate recovery yeah so Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how all that started there um when before we get done i want to make sure that i get the link if there's a link where i can put it in the show notes i want to be able to send people there okay celebrate recovery i love that Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's so funny because of course, when you speak, it's it's one thing to speak in front of other people that are in recovery. But mm-hmm. when you when you get in front of a congregation, you almost feel like you're gonna be judged. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that's where yeah. that comes from when in all actuality you have so many people that will have a breakthrough. Because right. that's the whole meaning for the church. If people were perfect, there would be no reason to have church, right? Right. We, we all fall short. The Bible says it. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so how beautiful that you were willing to be yeah. so vulnerable and transparent, yeah. you know, and, and help so many people. I'm pretty sure. But, you know, oh. I, I, like I tell people all the time, if I speak, if it's just one person, there I'm, it okay is. With that. I'm good. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. good. Yeah, I'm okay I'm with, good that. with it. I did what I was supposed to do. There it so. is. Yeah. Yes. So will you uh, let the people know where they can find you, like your website, um, if you're if you want to give your Instagram, Facebook, 
whatever you'd like to give so they can find you. Okay, great. Okay, my podcast, you already mentioned that Christian and Recovery podcast. Mm-hmm. It's on all platforms. Then my Twitter, I have a Twitter, uh, recovery underscore that. Okay, that's that's my Twitter for my uh, that Christian and Recovery. Then I have a website, sickandtiredrecovery.com. Um, they can sit there and they can, they can schedule a free consultation if they want to. Um, we can uh, we can connect there. Mm-hmm. And then I have uh, Instagram, that Christian out of order, right? That Christian out of order. Uh, yeah. And uh, and I just and, and that's how they can contact me. And I came up with that Christian recovery. I, how I came up with that podcast. I was actually on a Facebook page, mm-hmm. a Christian Facebook page and I said I'm a recovering addict and, and the thing is they went in on me you hear me they went in on me no you're a child of God and you that you you more than a conqueror I said I know but also I'm a recovering addict yeah and you know and but and they and you know, I'm reading they thing and it's from pastors I said why is they so big on me calling myself an addict mm-hmm. right Right. And then, you know, and, and that's the thing. And again, I don't beat up people in church, but it's just, that's the thing that they have to learn how to like, it's okay, man. I'm, I'm still a Christian. I'm saying I'm a Christian. Right. It's not <laughs> what they call you. It's what the Lord calls you. <laughs> right, right, right. I get, right, it. I get right, that part. Right. But, but, and all but I'm right really here. saying is, I'm going to get real. All I'm saying is when I say I'm that Christian in recovery, all I'm admitting to the world is that yes, I'm a child of God, but I'm not mistaken. I'm a sinner, bro. You best believe I'm a And on any given day, my sinful nature can win. So that's why I pray. That's why I read the Bible. Ooh-wee. I'm not confused about me, bro. Temptation is gonna... real. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yes, yeah. and I think I love I love the name. I mean, when you tell me, I was like, Whoo. <laughs> because right. people have to understand that, you know, it's it's both. Yes. You know, yeah. absolutely. If you don't sit back and like I always say, you have to you have to name a thing to heal a thing. Yeah. So if you're sitting back and not saying that you're in recovery, mm-hmm. you you know, you're in recovery just as well as you are a Christian. It's both. Right. Because you have to work both. Because yeah. you can be a Christian if you don't pray and pick up your Bible, guess what you're gonna do? You're okay. gonna get right back out in that world, right? Yeah. All right. In recovery, if you don't do that work. What are you going to do? You're going to fall right back into being an addict, right? So absolutely, they go hand in hand. So They go hand in hand. Let the people talk. It's not right. Right, right, right. (laughs) And then I tell them, too, if you read the Bible, for real, for real, if you really read it, it's all about recovery. Yes, know, Because, I mean, as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, what they do? They went to go hide. You know, what do we do? What's using drugs? I'm hiding. Mm-hmm. that's what Absolutely. i'm hiding you yes. know then god went looking for him the bible said okay recovery when he sent jesus why did he send jesus to recover his people yes. he told moses go tell people let my people go i mean you can go on and on the whole bible is about recovering you know that's what it's about getting people back to god he trying to recover his people you and i we doing the work of god we're recovering yes. people who are lost Yes. We, we recovering that 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 particular mm-hmm. people who think that don't nobody understands them, and we here to tell them we understand you, bro, and there's help available. Oh my goodness, this has been phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I thank you so much for being yes. on the Codependent Me podcast on this day. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's been real. It's been real. I got to bring you on my podcast. Oh, I would love it. I would absolutely <laughs> love it. Anytime you just yeah. let me know. But I ask all of my guests, if you can tell mm. the audience anything to help anything that they're going through, what would you tell them? Don't give up. No matter what, don't give up because that's when it's over. Once you, I don't care what it is, whether it's a family or or whether it's drugs, whatever, just believe in yourself. And when I'm talking about go, don't give up, I'm talking about don't give up on you. Yes, Never give up it. on you. You're worth it. Yeah, Ooh, thank you. Yeah, you're worth it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That is true, true facts. facts. People, people have to know I am worth it. I tell people all the time, do some mirror talk. Go talk in the mirror and let yourself know you are worth it. You are worthy. My grandmother, she uh, she bought me this. Uh, it was a magnet when yeah. I was young. And it says, um, I know I'm somebody because God don't make no junk. See? <laughs> <laughs> That's real. That's real. Yes. Yeah. I found yeah. it uh, probably about five years ago. And I okay. still have it on my refrigerator. I absolutely love it. I know yeah. I'm somebody because God don't make no junk. I and said, my facts. goodness. Yes. Yeah, he absolutely. don't make no junk. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Well, I want to thank you. Hopefully one day we'll be able to have you back. Yeah. And um, as I tell the audience all the time, you matter and your story matters. And until next time, I love you and keep doing what you do. I appreciate you. And you just keep on doing what you're doing too. It was great to be in here. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me. And check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.